0: Um, good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Morning Juice. Um, before I introduce today's guest, I just want to welcome you guys into the space today. Um, I hope that wherever you are, whether you're on your couch. Uh, going for your walk, having your breakfast, you on know, dining table. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, look, I love talking to people with heart, people with experience and people that have dedicated their lives um, and put in their time and effort to helping other people. So I guess today's guest, um, I couldn't pass up on the opportunity. She stays in a different state and even though I couldn't have her here with me today. Her name is Danny, and she's a mindset coach in Sydney. So welcome Danny. <laughs> Um, Hello. Hi, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, being here today and for taking the time out to just have a chat to me about your mindset and making, I guess, conscious decisions about your life. Um, yeah, so yeah, welcome. Easy. Thank you for being here. Just, I guess a bit of background. Um, yeah, a bit of your background.
1: Yeah, so I am Australian, both my, well, my dad's Australian, my mom is Croatian, so I have a little bit of a mix there, but I've been I've grown up in Sydney my whole life pretty much. So haven't really moved far. I've moved to different kind of um, suburbs and stuff like that, but I've always been in the same spot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah i grew up two sisters, older mm-hmm. sisters as well, which is amazing. Yeah. My parents are actually divorced, which is probably, it wasn't as challenging as what I mm-hmm. thought, but yeah, I always grew up with Aussie side of the family and then a really strict Croatian side of the family which I really love the diversity yeah so, yeah
0: for sure yeah. You got a bit of both hey a bit of both worlds
1: absolutely <laughs> it's amazing I love culture like I love yeah. learning about yeah different countries and culture in Croatian is just so interesting and the cooking and yeah. all of that that goes with
0: it yeah for sure and I had a few Croatian friends in school and you know yeah. we had like cultural days you would know, come with all the outfits and the food oh, amazing the food
1: amazing um, yeah
0: so, <laughs> so I guess I mentioned that you're a mindset coach and I just want to touch on what that is um, exactly because I've mentioned that to you it's not really something you come across very often um and yeah I guess what what a mindset coach is and why would someone I guess need um, a mindset coach
1: Yeah, absolutely. I always love this question, but I feel like it can be so complex to really explain and not complex, but I mean, it's like, I wish I could just say like, literally I change your life, life coaches change your life, but essentially (laughs) to break it down, a life coach has a goal to help a client with their life goals, to improve all areas of their life, Mm. to maintain, create balance in the process uh, and identifying what's most important to them. So, a mindset coach will help you in multiple areas of your life. So, yeah. um, I guess it's all connected to ultimately your well being and mm-hmm. are dedicated to rewiring an individual's mindset. So, allowing them to be the best version of themselves while unlocking their full potential.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Um A lot of coaches, including myself, like we adopt several modalities. So, um, you may have heard previously or like, so, pe- people listening may have heard around um, NLP and matrix therapy. So, right. NLP is neuro linguistic in programming. So, it's a psychological approach that involves analyzing strategies used by individuals and applying them to reach mm. their personal goal. So, it really relates to thoughts, language, patterns, behaviors all Mm. learned through experience and specific outcomes yeah right so yeah it's a specific style of questioning so we ask really great questions guiding the unconscious mind in Mm. a mind in like a meditative state I would say Mm. to provide a deep sense of resolution and understanding for self and Mm. others so
0: and it sounds a lot deeper than I would have thought it was right you yeah you you think it's just like I guess for me it was always like oh maybe they just like you said, to focus on your mindset, but you go really deep into, I guess, yeah. the psychological aspect of why we think what we think and changing. Yeah, it's, it really is all about the mind that's
1: crazy. yeah and it's amazing that you say that because it's like a mindset or a life coach can really mm. guide you in whatever area you're at it's not to say you have to meet um, this certain criteria to right. then require a life coach so mm-hmm. it could help you in an area of finance it could help you in an area of personal growth it could help you in an area of you know bringing more fun and recreation in your life or identifying your career but then it can also be used to clear negative influence of people's in, in people in past events mm. negative thought patterns help. Go of negative beliefs and emotions, and really work on an unconscious level to unblock what's kind of blocking you essentially, and then unblocking like sabotaging behaviors and things like that in order to get to where you want to be.
0: Yeah, so it's
1: really open to so many people,
0: right? Right, it, yeah, you really do dig deep. And I just, um, I guess what you just said about self sabotaging um, I guess yeah. most of us don't realize that we do do that um, yeah. and why we do that. So the fact that you guys even touch on those, those things is, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. I really love to reframe like self-sabotaging as well, to some degree. Like I know I said it, but I really mm. love to say that self-sabotaging comes from a place of self-survival. A lot of the time we do these things to keep ourselves safe because that's the purpose of our mind, mm. right? Our right. mind is to keep us safe. Right. Sometimes right. it keeps us stuck. Um, and that's where the word sabotage can come from. So yeah. it's more like, you know, you're either self-sabotaging yourself or it's like mm-hmm. self-survival. You're just trying to do it the is. basic needs to survive.
0: Right. Because our mind automatically, um, whatever makes us feel uncomfortable, we automatically kind of retract from that because that's our bodies or our minds way of telling us, to, no, it's not a safe place for you kind of thing. Because yes. we're not comfortable Absolutely. Thanks for that. So, yeah. So when I initially, I guess, reached out to you, I did, um, I guess, mention to you because for those that. Obviously, everyone that doesn't know, um, I followed Danny on, on Instagram and I think we'll kind of touch on that a bit later on in our conversation about how our social media affects the way we view things, how we feel about ourselves. And I think I got to a point where I wanted to filter my feed um, because, you know, the things that were on my feed were feeding my mind and it was heading down, I guess, a negative path. I think initially when I followed you, there are a lot of things that you put up on your social media that really stood out to me. So um, I wanted to read a post that, that you had put up that, yeah, I think just covered everything and kind of gave me like an aha moment um, in a way. So it says for us to be our best selves, we need to feel confident and comfortable to let go of these ties that keep us stuck and worrying about what other people think of us to the extent that we stop showing up for our true selves. And I think for me, as um, I'm sure a few of the people listening in um, that will hit home um, for us, because like I said, everything that we see on social media affects everything that we do Um, and we play out scenarios in our mind. Um, So I guess just um, elaborate for me in your words, I guess what that means uh, to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I actually, that's probably one of my favorites as well, because for so long, it took me such a long period of time to understand that. Mm
0: -hmm. And it
1: did change me, but it's to understand that, you know, growth or finding confidence within and being comfortable and letting go of what keeps you stuck. It's not linear, right? But the first part to it, and what is the hardest part to start in is to acknowledge, to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that maybe, um, we are being programmed in, the, in society to be worried about what other people think of us. A lot of the time we're probably looking for external validation and we're looking for, yes, um,
0: it's
1: yeah, it's usually like the idea that why do we allow the perceptions of others stop us from showing up mm. in this world, to mm. hold us back, to mm. blocking you from being your truer self? Mm. And if you're listening and this has resonated with you, I just want you to ask yourself this question. Like, do you find yourself constantly worrying about what people think about you?
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: have you ever stopped to think about how much this is impacting your life your self-worth your confidence and the way that you show up and the way that you interact with people and the world around you right right so it's really the idea of just coming back home to yourself let go Mm -hmm. of expectations let go of what others are thinking of you and just be and just be Mm -hmm. your authentic self because Mm -hmm. that's where the truest of confidence comes from
0: Right. Right. And I think it's easier said than done. Hey. Um, and Absolutely. especially when I read that, I'm thinking, you know, it sounds so simple, but then when you really peel it back and when I first started, I guess my self-discovery journey, that's, that's what it was. It's like, you know, you want to be a better self. You want to be, I guess your true self. And I think, you know, you yeah. go from say high school um, and being influenced by say your friends or your peers. And then you kind of, especially in this area now with social media, you kind of swayed and pulled a hundred million different directions and you forget. Yeah. You know who you are, or you know, who your true self is. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of have to undo, I guess, in a way, all of that. Is that yeah, and the fact that 100%. as a mindset coach, you that's exactly the thing that you tackle, um, is yeah. all those, you know, those things that we've been swayed by. You have to kind of undo all of that to. Yeah go back to the core of I guess who you really are so yeah you couldn't have said it any better Mm. like that's
1: amazing it really is about peeling back the layers and it's just Mm. to know that what has happened and how life has played out actually hasn't played out because it's done wrong by you or you've done life wrong it's because it's played out the way that it's supposed to play out and sometimes our biggest challenges are our best tests and when Mm. you work through that stuff you can then identify who you are as a person and yeah like i said it's not linear but it's coming back home to yourself and being like who am i like who, who what matters to me like where do i get my most confidence from because like you can like i always use this analogy but like just say for instance someone said you had like they hated your hair, right? And you hated your hair. You would take that as offense, Right. But if someone said they hated your hair, but you thought you looked amazing and it looked unreal, you'd be like, no skin off my back. Like (laughs) that doesn't impact me. So it's like coming back internally because when you fix Mm. internally and find confidence within your external world changes as well.
0: Changes completely. I I, I totally agree with you. That's amazing. Um, So I guess I just want to break down a little bit more about how hard it can be to not worry about Uh, what others say. Um, And I guess through that process of undoing or peeling back all those layers during that time, you'd obviously would have, I guess, self-doubt and you'd still be worried about what people think of you. So it's, you know, I guess you're kind of taking like, say five steps forward and then 10 steps back and you're just forever going back and forth, back and forth. Um, I guess in your opinion and experience and take time answering this, but where do you think that comes from or stems from that, that fear of, yeah, I guess putting ourselves out there.
1: Yeah, so that doubt and that worry, I feel like a lot of the time uh, I would be lying if I didn't say it comes from our childhood. And when I say childhood, I mean like that's our experiences, our beliefs, our values, our map of the world, because that's whom, what makes us who we are today and yeah. shapes who we are. So understanding your map of the world, which is made up by the experiences, influence, values, beliefs, people that have said things to you, things that you've learned and you've modeled into the person that you are today areas of your life or you know there can be times that doubt and worry comes up because it's a trigger for something that's underlying Mm -hmm. it's like a trigger emotion yeah so it's like it contributes to that fear of failure fear of failure and that fear of stepping outside your comfort zone so worry and doubt I truly believe is like an automatic response as a way of keeping Mm -hmm. us safe because that's what we must understand is that our mind is purely there to keep us safe and Knowing that is 96% of our subconscious mind, right? We are programmed every single day, 96% of our subconscious mind. So 4% is consciously decisions that we're making. So 80% of your thoughts that you have today were the same yesterday, and they're likely to be the same tomorrow. tomorrow. So yeah, it's like the primary role of your subconscious mind to keep you safe, but safe equals stuck. So it's identifying (laughs) that, okay, worries here, doubts here, but that's because it's keeping me safe. And the reasons it's there, it's because that's been your response for so long. Mm. So it's been like, okay, how do I take that step further outside my comfort zone? Because when you take this, yeah. And when you take a step outside that comfort zone, you know, limiting beliefs come up, fear comes up, all these kind of things come up and take another step further. This is where you see change, you see possibility, you see options, you see growth, you see all of these amazing things that are outside the comfort zone. But unless you take the step, you're never going to know.
0: No, you're never, never going to know. That's beautiful. When you mentioned about, you know, someone not, someone saying, oh, you know, I don't like your hair and you think that you do. You know, I guess at the time you don't really realise that, but you do kind of carry those little moments Um, Because it comes from childhood, essentially those little moments. And so I guess my question is, how does someone go about um, realizing what those moments are are for them? Um, And what is the best way that someone can rewire those thoughts or those moments um, to, I guess, yeah, like you said, live their true self uh, and be confident um, and comfortable sharing uh, those deeper parts of themselves?
1: yeah absolutely and something that i'm super passionate about and something Mm. i never dismiss is acknowledging thoughts and emotions because they are just a trigger for awakening right they're there because they're trying to teach you something or they're trying for you to get their attention Mm. so the way to identify and to understand something that's got a highly emotional connection to it or a moment with that you felt like you've been put down or you know a moment or a thought that's not serving you is being able to identify a defining moment is something that has a strong emotional connection to it, right? So like you said, if it's something at school or it's something that, you know, your parent has said or it's something Mm. that a friend has said, it's identifying that that's there, acknowledging your emotions and your thoughts that come up for it because when you can identify that and acknowledge that, then Mm. you're able to take the next step to move forward. So if you see yourself, like, remember... If you're going back to having the same... So, for instance, if you're having the same thought over and over and over again, and needs your intention and your acknowledgement. So I know so many people, you know, suppress it. However, it will Mm -hmm. continue to show up, like I said. So the first step is always to acknowledge these thoughts. Thank these thoughts for coming because, you know, Mm -hmm. they're serving their purpose because they're keeping you safe. So it's like, yeah, like, thank you for coming, but I'm going to choose something far more positive and empowering to replace that thought. Because a lot of the time... It's what people say to us or the impact of some people's words can also be a projection of that person. So it can also be a pro- like they're projecting their own thoughts and opinions and beliefs onto you where you feel and you've taken that on board. But that's because there may have been some form of lack in that area of your life for you where you needed to give to yourself a lot more, right? So the right. impact of those things are, you know, going to keep you down. And it's it's not to say that people Aren't rude and people Mm. don't say bad things. They really do. But when it's back on you and it's keeping you stuck, it's keeping you cycling around on the same thing, you're having the same thoughts over and over and over again. You now have the choice and you now have the power to Mm -hmm. replace that. Mm. So it's really acknowledging it, thanking it for serving its purpose and replacing it and continuing every time that thought shows up, continuing to break that thought pattern because that's what happens in our mind, right? I'm gonna use my hands. So we all have neuro pathways in our in our mind, right? So they're like strong lines that they they've created. So just say over time, over periods of time, you've said this belief about yourself, like I'm not good enough, I'm mm. not worthy, or whatever that looked like, because that could have come from someone, and then now you've adopted that, and you've you believe that to be true about yourself. That's all a limiting belief is. It's not that it's true. It's something that you've believed to be true about yourself yeah. when it's not. So just say, for instance, it's creating strong pathways, and it's gonna, they're going to stay there. So it's going to be an automatic reaction. It's going to be a part of that 96% of your unconscious mind that you're going to think every single day. It's going to mm-hmm. be 80% of that thought that you're going to feel every single day. So what happens is when you actually break it by acknowledging it, thanking it and replacing it, you start to break the pathway, So it starts to feel a bit icky, like, oh, like, you know, you don't yet believe it, but it's like fake it until you make it type thing. Right, fake it till right. you become it. So it's yep. like the more you replace it and say, I am worthy, I am good enough, you then create a strong pathway that then replaces that old thought.
0: It's beautiful. That's crazy. And just as you were saying that too, it's almost, because it, it does seem, I guess, a task, but then I think about working out, you know, your fitness journey you're not always, I guess, perfect. You don't go from A to Z overnight. So I think with our mind Mm -hmm. as well, it's, we almost should treat it like the same, um, almost kind of feeling that as you're speaking that, that constantly we should change those neuro pathways daily. And from day one to day 30, it it'll be completely different, but every single day you got to remind yourself, say I'm worthy and, um, you know, that you're valued and all those sort of things to kind of try and rewire those moments. It's like a habit. It's like breaking a habit, right? because we've created that habit or that reaction in our minds um, and trying to break it won't happen overnight. It's a constant, constant um, work that you have to put in. Um, It's the
1: consistency and the repetition of it that creates the changes that you want to see. Like Mm, there's no such thing as overnight success and anyone that's worked for anything really hard would understand that. So it's Mm. really, you know, putting in the work, like what do you want, where do you want to be and doing those steps every single day that's going to get you to that outcome.
0: Right, right. Um, I guess our mindset's heavily influenced by, I guess, who we surround ourselves with, our partner, our friends. Um, But I think my next question is, um, what if it's family? What if it's, because I think that's kind of the hard line to draw sometimes um, with people that have massive families. And I'm sure with Croatian, as with mine, I have a big island family. Um, it's you're heavily influenced by I guess comments and and say the older generation and your parents your grandparents and I guess my question is what if it's our family members that bring us down or say don't support our business ideas our lifestyle choices and what advice and feel free to speak about any personal experience that you've gone through because it's hard when it's family and in your opinion what is the best way to go about filtering that influence in maintaining a positive mindset yeah
1: i love that and it's something that probably hits home a little bit to me as well like growing up in like a croatian family look no one ever really undermined my job, but there was, or what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do in life, but there was a lot of doubt. So I think it's, I, I just want to acknowledge and know that this looks different for everyone in the sense of like the way that we've brought out culture, beliefs, family values. So it's really important to understand the first step is, is if something is currently going on, that's not serving you just say there is a family influence Mm. or there's a comment that's been made. It's Mm -hmm. really important to understand, especially when it comes from like an adult, that, parents parent us the best that they can with the resources that they know yeah. so yeah. what they don't know they don't know so it's understanding mm-hmm. like if you're in the current generation like a younger generation your parents aren't going to understand probably what you understand today and and that's a re- been a really profound moment for me as well like um i had a bit of a journey um like just to touch on it quickly like around yeah, no, uh, eating disorder a so i you know had, was going through the stage where i was very thin I was very unhealthy I was really battling this eating disorder but my mom Mm. was struggling to be able to open up to her parents about it her Croatian parents because food 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 just eat like that's (laughs) the solution to everything right (laughs) eat like I would go over there and they'd be like eat like you're not healthy eat (laughs) eat but they wouldn't understand on the mental like there's pressure that that put on me yeah But my mom used to be so distraught about it. And I'm like, mom, sit down and chat to them and tell them. Mm. And she just couldn't. And maybe because that's the way that she was brought up. But I then got to a point where I just sat down with my grandparents and I said, I know you are trying to help me because you think food is the solution. But I'm actually really struggling on a mental level. And I know that I've got a problem. But at the moment, food isn't my solution. I'm Mm. just I'm getting help. And I really broke it down to them. So they were then aware but without that awareness like they still made comments like you need to eat you need to eat and I'm like yes I know I need to eat and it just got to a point where I just made it into a joke I'm like yeah 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 yeah, all right I'll eat like because you've already had I guess
0: that had that conversation with them so they're aware of it it's just like they naturally just like eat food Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's right and it's also to understand as well that like parents when they have a reaction to us and maybe there's that doubt from them it's actually a doubt in their mind is that they don't want to see their child a lot of the time fail so it's like oh like i don't know if that sounds like a good idea because they don't have the thoughts that you have Mm. so it's understanding Mm. that like oh like it's a lot of the time there's comes from like a protection thing rather than a, um, they're doubting you as such. Right. But yeah, this can be really tough for some growing up as they start to pivot and find Mm -hmm. their feet of who they are in the world, Mm -hmm. their beliefs, their values, they're Mm -hmm. all like modeled into the person that they want to come. Mm -hmm. So it's been programmed into us for so many years Mm -hmm. that blood is blood and you know, you love your family. (laughs) However, I know this isn't the case for some and I want people to know that that's okay. It's not mm-hmm. it, It's not to say it's easy and maybe we, it will take some practice, but continuing to give yourself what you need from others right. because in order to feel something external, externally, like I mentioned before, right. we need to heal that or feel that
0: internally as well. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And just as you were um, talking, it kind of um, reminded me of having those conversations with your parents or see so your grandparents of something that you're mentally struggling with because I think like yourself, you don't know how to, I guess, bring up the conversation or you have, you're uncomfortable bringing up those conversations because you always see your parents, your grandparents, it's obviously your elders and not necessarily telling them what to do in a way, because yeah. you don't want to offend them in any way. And like, you know, oh, my daughter's telling me what to do. Um, but I've, I had this conversation with my dad and I've had this conversation with family me- members more recently on a lot more deeper topics. And i found that it is, it's a lot more better, I guess, just opening up and seeing what the reaction is, because you might think that you get a bad reaction, but no, honestly, you probably open up to them and they probably will appreciate it a lot more. And their action might surprise you. Um, I'm found. Yeah, and that's probably a whole nother topic about um having that conversation with your parents or your family members. Um mm. because yeah, I guess that's that step will help you step into uh, your new higher level of self in a way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or true to who and you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And sometimes it can actually be our delivery or our approach. So if you 100%. really want to be understood on a deeper level, how does have a look at how that person is your mom your dad whatever influences around you mm. and get on their level so try and match where they are the most receptive and then sit down and be like you know be raw be honest like this is really hard for me to talk to you like this is what's coming mm. up for me this is what I feel like I really want your support it means a lot to me and then just really get on their level and to understand that sometimes our delivery can give us a different outcome.
0: Right. I totally, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. So I guess, I guess keeping all this in mind and our friends and our partner and our, our past, our family. And um, I remember watching you speak about this on your stories, but you speak about stepping, like I just mentioned to a new level of self. Um, and you've spoken about how we can rewire, if tear out, uh, the, I guess those negative thoughts um, and maintaining, I guess, a positive mindset amongst it all, but more so stepping into this new level of self um, is what I want to touch on. Can you tell me a bit more about that for people that have never heard that terminology before and I guess the process around that
1: yeah absolutely this is something that I do talk a lot about but <laughs> the way that I perceive it is that it means picture your future self so who does she or he look like what is their self-talk how do mm-hmm. they carry themselves what does life look like what are they doing mm-hmm. what are they hearing what are they seeing like who are you five, 10? however many years from now, and then stepping into that person now and being and hearing and seeing and doing and feeling what that person would feel. So just say, for instance, in five years from now, you want to be confident. um, You're going to be working this job. You're going to be dressing this certain way. You're going to be eating this type of food. Then in order to be that person, you must do what that person wants or is doing right Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of having something and then feeling confident it's about doing the steps and having confidence so it's like I really like to see it as like fake it till you make it type thing fake it Mm -hmm. till you become it so it's like this really is the art to successful goal setting but it's Mm -hmm. really as in acting and doing what it is that you desire to do or achieve in your Mm -hmm. life or that ultimate version of yourself
0: crazy Crazy. So you're a coach, um, you work full time and, um, but you're human. Um, and I think that's what I uh, was thinking about as you're also human, you will have your moments of self doubt. Um, and I think my question is, what does that look like uh, for a mindset coach and what tools do you use to overcome those moments yeah. for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that was really hard for me at the start, becoming a mindset coach, because when I would have doubt or I would have these things come up, I'm like, I should know what I'm doing. I'm a coach. And that's where that like imposter syndrome. And that's where it started to be really, it could be really like negative because I'm, I then suppressed my emotions a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I found the best way to get me through it is I also invest in a coach. Like I'm always working with a coach because I wouldn't preach what I don't practice. So like, Mm -hmm. I truly believe that everyone needs that support to be able to help them through situations. But Mm -hmm. I've learned to really acknowledge my emotions and my feelings and, I guess a lot of things that come up for me is like, you know, there's beliefs that come up that have come to stem from my childhood and I've done a lot of work on them as well. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of being successful or whatever that looks like. But the way that I overcome this is with like the same techniques that I share and the ones that I teach my clients around acknowledging them, thanking them like thanks for coming and replacing them with something far more powerful so i journal mm-hmm. a lot so i really am passionate about free journaling so digging deeper into where my thoughts or my doubt is stemming from and then ensuring i replace i guess negative thoughts with new thoughts so that you know affirmations is something that i'm super passionate about so that you know to stop things kind of coming up as regularly i program myself around my affirmations. so I have about 25 affirmations that I repeat Mm -hmm. to myself daily by whether it's before I get up in the morning or I close my Mm -hmm. eyes, it's like close my eyes to go to sleep. I say it in the shower or I say it in Mm -hmm. moments of negative thoughts Mm -hmm. and doubts and worries and whatever that looks like. So just implementing tools and strategies I've learned and adopted and I share the same Mm -hmm. way that I would expect someone else to do it. To do
0: it. Yeah. And would you say those tools or those affirmations, like we touched on earlier, is, I guess, something that you can incorporate in your day to change those neuro pathways. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's like
1: creating new strong neuro pathways so that my automatic thought is that I'm worthy of being successful. I am good enough rather than, (laughs) you know, than ones that aren't going to serve me and they're going to keep me stuck and safe.
0: Completely agree. I guess my next question is, were you always conscious of your mind um, and also what led you to becoming a mindset coach?
1: Yeah. Well, I've always, as a kid, like I was, and I'm still now a really sensitive person. I really feel my emotions and I really feel into things. Like I'm very Mm. in tune with my thoughts. It wasn't all linear. Like I, I grew up like as a kid, very sensitive, but I was very like rough. I was a bit of a tomboy. Yeah. Like I love to be outside. Like I feel like life was pretty just a general kid's life. Like I was always yes. outside playing in the streets uh-huh. and doing stuff, but I was always like, I would say I was always sensitive. Um, growing up, like family and friends have always been something that I'm so like, I love so much, right? You know, I would always be the girl that would stay there till 12 o'clock at night and just talk. Like I loved talking and hearing about goals and aspirations and hearing about how people feel and just listening and being that kind of person. I would be the one that would protect people. So if they need someone to stand up for them, like that would be who I was. So (laughs) I feel like it's always been in me. Like there were so many, so many things I wanted to do. I wanted to either be a paramedic, a nurse. (laughs) I wanted to be a forensic psychologist or I want to be a neurologist. So like there was always things oh, that it was like things. helping people, <laughs> right, but like I was right. like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Right, um,
0: right. So you've always kind of had that little spark in you to want to help others from like little things like backing your family members up or yeah.
1: And then going through school, it was always like, well, you know, in order to do any of this, I have to go to uni. Like that was Mm -hmm. the expectation, right? Mm -hmm. I was never really good at school to be completely honest. I was there for the social aspect and (laughs) I was there for, yeah, just literally to socialize. (laughs) Yeah. Like school was just like, not for me. I remember, um, moving school. So I went from a Catholic school was never me, the Catholic school, but I, my right. teachers loved me. Like I was a good student, right. but I was also quite naughty. But yeah. um, <laughs> then I went to a sports school. So that was a really big part of my journey. Like I could play sport all the time. I would, that would mm-hmm. be a subject where i trained right. and play sport. And, but it was like, then there was no discipline to the Catholic school and I just wanted to be good. And I'm like, well, like, I'm doing stuff and I'm not even in trouble for it. Like what the <laughs> hell's going on? So like, yeah. School's really confusing for me. Hey. And right, right. when I left school, I was probably the most confused I had ever been. It was like, mm-hmm. I had identified my life for so long as being a tomboy, being sporty, being this kind of person. And then mm-hmm. as I left school, I wanted to shape and to be a different person, but awesome. it was like, I was trying to find my identity. Um, you know, I got caught up hanging around different groups, trying to make myself fit in. There was a couple Mm -hmm. of events that really shaped my behavior in my early twenties. Like I, um, lost three friends to three separate car accidents. Um, and I was Mm -hmm. super close with one of them and it rocked me. So my behaviors changed. I started to dabble into alcohol, Mm -hmm. partying, and kind of then I wasn't who I was. It was like this new me that was like, this isn't me, but I just didn't know how to stop. And I remember at this time as well, during high school, I had a really big falling out with my mom. So I didn't have my mom around for so many vital and so many important parts of my life. Like, Mm -hmm. so it was like, I didn't, I was just living with my dad and it was, it was different. It just Mm -hmm. felt, you know, being a girl, then shaping into a woman. That's where I was starting to learn. Like I'm now becoming a woman. But it's like I needed support for so many vital things that had showed up in my life, but I didn't have that mother figure there. And Mm. um, so that really rocked me. So I was in this place where I was stuck and Mm. I knew that I didn't want to be, you know, surrounded with these kind of things. So I was found really found myself on a mission to change and fix myself and Mm -hmm. try to stop all these behaviors i then tried to i studied um counseling i changed jobs Mm -hmm. i worked in disability care i started a uni degree um, i wanted to become an occupational therapist i invested in seeing psychologist i worked through Mm -hmm. some stuff um, that i was going through and then things started to really change Um, but I still wasn't confident and certain who I was. So Mm -hmm. I spontaneously decided to make a choice that was like, okay, in order to change me, I can change my appearance. So to change my appearance, I'm going to get breast implants, which I decided to get within three months, like spontaneous decision, decided to get it done. And I was with my partner at the time, still with him now. And he is amazing support to me. But it was Mm -hmm. like three months after I got implants, I was riddled with illnesses and, at that time we didn't identify that that was my breast implants making me sick. So I spent months and months going to doctors, day surgeries. Um, No one could tell me what was wrong. It was just IBS. Uh That's all I could get told. I couldn't stomach any food. I would vomit with severe pain, reflux, everything. Like I ended up finding this integrated doctor that I spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars with.
0: Mm. And I
1: was pretty much told that you know, I had a list of foods I could eat and there was about like 10 things on there. And then a whole list of foods I couldn't eat. I ended up taking 40 tablets a day to get me better, like pills and everything that I would take certain meals. Like if I was staying at my partner's house, I'd have to pre-cook and it Mm. consumed my life. Diagnosed with chronic fatigue. I had leaky gut, candida, heavy metals, whatever they are. If you don't know what they are, I didn't know what they were at the time either. So it was Mm. a massive journey. I, I, just hated life. I just honestly got to a point where I was like, who am I? Like, what am I doing? What is my purpose? What am I like? What is this? And I remember sitting down one day and I'm like, what has caused this? Like, yes, everyone keeps telling me stress. I'm seeing a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. telling me these things, but I'm like, I really sat down and pinpointed back to when it happened. And I'm like, it's my breast implants. Everyone in my family thought I was completely stupid. So I was on my own. They're like, it's Um, in your head. It's not that. And I'm like, I have to get them out. And they're like, no, you just spent so much money. You can't get them out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whatever. Did research, went and seen specialist, whatever. And I'm like, it's it. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's it. And then within, mm-hmm. I got them out about a year and a half later. And um, within 24 hours, my whole life had changed. My family was completely like what the hell? Like they pretty much, the doctor said this, when I had my surgery, he pretty much said if I didn't have my surgery then it would be likely that they would have poisoned my whole body oh and I wouldn't goodness. have been where I am today. That was a massive trauma event in my life Um, and then not having my implants, I had to learn again, you know, the confidence that I lacked that got me my, that got me their breast implants. Yeah. I then had to find that confidence again yeah. and went through a really bad eating disorder, um, completely ruined. Like I'm not that kind of person. I wasn't that kind of person to go through something Mm. like that, but I had, and Mm. the eating disorder had completely changed my life and I was sick, debilitated by health. I hated myself. There was no self-love. There was no self-compassion. I didn't love myself to be with someone. Like I still stuck with like my partner, I stuck around, but everything in my life, I had I had even had just brought a house, got a new dog. I was in a wow. loving relationship. My parents and my friends were amazing, like my family was amazing, but I just hated myself so much. Mm. And mm. I remember saying to myself, I'm gonna to commit to one year, one year of self-development. And if nothing happens, then I'll make a decision, then what I will right. do. And I went, I said, I'm going all in, like, and I I just went on a self-development journey. I had just done some research. I had then heard this thing about coming back home to yourself, doing the internal yeah. work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how the heck do I do that? Yeah. So I invested in like a coach. I invested in a naturopath to get my health back on track. I invested right. in psychologists to, you know, get out of my eating disorder and do all those kind of things. So when I seen the profound changes that I could make, in myself I was like how like does this actually like this works like mm-hmm. why aren't we told this like I'm doing small little steps every single day I went from putting blankets over every mirror in my house to the blankets being off and I could look at myself and say like I love you like yeah. it, I was doing so much deep work and I could see the change and I invested in a coaching course um to become a coach but I did it as personal development i didn't ever do it with the
0: intention in
1: mind that i would become a coach that course changed my life and the way that i could change other people's lives it was just like this is what i was meant to do i was meant to go through this shit so that i can then help other women through this to help them to find self-confidence help them to be their best self and really like that's only a small snapshot of kind of where I am today, but really started as a personal development journey. And now with my story and hope of helping other women to do the same and know oh, that it's possible.
0: That's so beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's 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 honestly. And as you were telling the story, I think so many of us have moments um, in our lives that I kind of like that, you know, you kind of, you get swayed and you, you know, turn to drugs or turn to alcohol and um, you don't really know what you want to do. You get confused as you leave high school. Like most of us do, you kind of take that gap year and you're like, what I want to do. You get stuck into working and, and go along life's journey, as you say, but then um, with you and self-confidence, you think, you know, like for you, you bought a house and, and, you know, I guess you got breast implants to, you know, boost for that boost of confidence. Um, And, you know, you think your life's heading a certain direction. It's kind of going up and all of a sudden something happens and it It just smashes you all the way down. And yeah. I know that so many people listening would have had that moment too. You think everything's going so good and, you know, you're kind of on an uphill and then something happens and you smash the way down you're like, but why? And how, how do I get out of it? And I guess yeah. for you, it's, it's amazing that you're able to, I guess, in that moment realize, no, I need to just commit for say a year um, like yeah. you did to really work on myself because it's hard to get yourself out of that spot. And I think that's yeah, 100%. kind of why I was um, looking for a mindset coach because those are the moments that, most of us aren't trained or aren't told, aren't educated in school, say, um, on how to get yourself out of those ruts mentally, how to get yourself yeah. out of those ruts. And and for you, I guess that changed everything once you made that decision. Um, and yeah. I think that's why I wanted to have you on because we're not educated and there's not enough information out there to tell us how to get ourselves out of that. Um, and yeah. when things are going so great and then something happens, and you lose everything how to get yourself out of that um, right. and how to find your true self. Cause you do really have to peel back those layers to um, feel like yourself again in a way. So that's, that's yeah. amazing. mean so beautiful that you're able to share that with us today. So and thank I love, you. I
1: love the idea, like what changed me a lot as well. When I was going through my self-development journey is like, I remember someone saying to me, like, you weren't like this before or something mm. like, you know, like look at who you were before. Like if you were that person before, you can be that person again. So it's like, do you know what I mean? Like you talked yourself into becoming this, you can talk yourself out of it. It just depends on what you focus on. So what you focus on grows. So if you're constantly thinking like, I'm not good enough or I can't get through this, this is going to be too hard or whatever. It's exactly what your outcome is going to be. But when you focus on, you know, what you do want, you take the actionable steps that are going to get you there. Mm. And you're going to see the results that you want to see in that area of your life.
0: For sure, thanks so much for that. I think we're kind of nearing, I guess, the end of um. <laughs> then I'm sure we can yeah. go on like for hours on end. Um, <laughs> um, just to kind of close, and I will uh, ask you, I guess, a few just a few fire questions at the end. But um, I guess, what are the things you hope that people can take away from the things that we've shared today?
1: Love this. I hope that people can really take away that, like, they are the master of their own destiny, and that mm-hmm. you aren't broken, and that you can't not be fixed. Like, you have the power within. To change and see the results that you want to see in your life, like Mm -hmm. nothing is impossible
0: if Mm -hmm. your mindset
1: is in the right place.
0: Definitely, definitely. And I think my takeaway is, I guess, first of all, to reach out um, to people like yourself, that there are people out there that have, you know, I guess, crazy stories and crazy journeys, and there's there's someone out there for everyone um to talk to and i think also you don't have to be um going through something right to to reach out to anyone you could be in a great spot in your life and still need a mindset coach is that correct
1: absolutely absolutely like that's the biggest thing i learned is investing in yourself is like Mm -hmm. the biggest investment that you can make so Mm -hmm. it's knowing that it's okay like do you mean you don't have to be broken to get help or if you are feeling stuck then there's someone out there that can help you set it perfectly
0: Again, and, and I think it's also not allowing us to, I guess, sit in that space for too long. Hey, like, like yourself, when you went through that, you didn't, you, it almost sounds like you never, Yes, it happened, and yes, you got pushed down, but you didn't allow your mind or yourself to sit in that space for too long. You were kind of just like, yeah. right, Dane, like we got to get up, we got to, we've got to get you know, commit happened. to next year. Um, so I think just um, social media plug. Thank
1: you. Uh so Instagram, I'm at Rising Higher Coaching. Um, so just on Instagram and Facebook at this stage in the process of doing my website, but you yeah. can see everything through my Instagram page. Yes.
0: Perfect. Um, cool. So I asked you my five, fire questions. Um, cool. and yep. you can answer them in like a, one word or a sentence up to you. So first question is what is the worst advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, uh, anything that dismisses emotions, like you'll get over it. You'll get past yeah. it. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I agree. Cool. <laughs> um, question two, uh, what would you tell your teenage self?
1: You can achieve anything like it. Yeah. Put your mind to it and you can achieve anything.
0: Cool. Perfect. Number three, uh, what do you know now that you wish you knew back then?
1: That we have all the resources inside of us or I have all the resources inside of me that mm-hmm. I need to heal or to be a better version of myself. Yep. Like everything is within.
0: Within us. Beautiful. Um, question four, what's one goal you haven't completed yet that you want to this year? Oh,
1: God. Lots. <laughs> I would like to take my business a bit higher. Yeah. Um. So a bit more of a business level. Um. Yeah, I would like to be able to have a bit more consistent clientele so that I can drop back a little Amazing. bit on my full-time job.
0: Amazing. And last question, uh, if you could create one law that everyone had to follow, what would it be?
1: Kindness. Like, and it's honestly kindness or self-love, yep. just that, just coming back, just as simple as just being... Just be kind.
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree. Just be kind. Oh, awesome. Um, before we finish up, is there anything else that you wanted to share before I no, I, I
1: think tonight? we've
0: Ooh. covered everything. Co-
1: everything. So yeah. thank you so much for that. I really appreciate the time no, and
0: being able you. to be here. Thank you so much. I know that we could have obviously delved into so many tops of conversations, um, but I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out today. I know you have a busy schedule, so it means a lot. And I'm so humbled and honored to have you on an episode with me today and have this chat. So I just want to acknowledge that we need more people like you in the world that are open to sharing, I guess, a deeper Um, knowledge and deeper thoughts and story as well so thank you again i hope you have a good day as well and to everyone listening i hope you guys um had a takeaway from it i hope it helps you in a way i hope that it helps open your mind and heal and help an area of your life that you may be struggling with so yeah um thanks so much for joining us everyone and have a good day (laughs)
1: yeah